Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Miseducation Recommendation Podcast. It has been so long, uh, but I feel like it's good reason. Uh, this semester has started. The last episode was with Jesse Pontius. It was great. Um, that was during the summer, and I was desperately trying to get a bunch of uh, summer bookings or whatever you want to call this, just friends saying like, hey, come over, hang out. Um, but it's kind of hard. People have their own stuff, and um, I've heard like in the podcast circuit that like getting guests is like by far the hardest part of it um and that's been true for my experience as well it like um i don't know people just have like things to do you know so uh definitely apologize for that i wanted to get more for the summer maybe next summer winter break or something um but then when the school year started uh i'm currently at three jobs. So uh, I'm still at the middle of school. I am also uh, working for Scripps College teaching this semester, and I'm teaching at Kalu, which means I work like 60 hours a week, which means I don't get time to do this, which actually makes me really sad because um, I really, really like podcasting a lot. And I, um, I enjoy the practice of like making sure that I'm very centered and focused and intentional about my teaching practice so when i'm i'm podcasting about it i feel like it makes me self-reflective and also like holds me accountable um not from anybody else but literally accountable to myself like if i'm saying these things i have to like practice um these things that i believe so um i really enjoy it but it's just it's it's so much of a, a mental load i think to like make sure that i do one every week and um you know social media with it all the stuff that that goes along editing all that so uh it's taking a little backseat um i have um uh two things that i wanted to talk about first of all i have um just a reflection from the summer that from the summer that i feel like is really profound and it's been something that i've really been sitting with like the entire year um And essentially, it is the idea that if you have not been regularly practicing something, you don't have the right to assume that you're going to be advanced at this thing or like assume that you're going to get any type of like celebrations or accolades from the activity. Um, And that's kind of the general idea, but it happened in a a lot of different ways. Um, So uh, I've, for example, I've been playing uh, worship for my school or for my uh, church since I mean I was like 13 years old and I've always played either guitar or drums or bass or whatever essentially whatever the church needs at the time um and this uh church that I've been playing with at Epicenter West LA for the past couple of years um they have me sing a lot and I have never really considered myself to be a good singer it's not that I think that I'm a bad singer it's just that like singing is not my my strength and I feel like I've always known that and I've always just known that i have my my strength lies in my musical ability um and this year i feel like even that has kind of like i've just been very um i don't even want to say like down on myself but just like aware that like oh i'm not as good as i thought i was at music um and i'm definitely not as good as as i thought i was at singing and uh, i think that there is a power in self-reflection but being able to discern whether your self-reflection is coming from a place of being overly hard on yourself to the point where it's like damaging um or to a point where you uh recognize that a change needs to happen in your behavior in your situation whatever it may be um and i feel like this was definitely the latter because i was i was um you know singing at church and thinking to myself like 
man, like every time that I sing at church, I feel bad. And in a setting like church, I don't, I mean, I want to feel uh, safe and I want to feel like free of negativity when I'm, I'm playing for church. So I was like, man, like, what am I going to do to like fix this? Because I was realizing that my worship leader was like not going to stop scheduling me to sing. And I'm not going to say no, because I want to like be somebody who's willing to serve. Um, And my response to that was, okay, like I need to take voice lessons because if I'm going to be put in this position of um, responsibility to sing and to lead the people at my church in worship, I need to invest in this this uh talent and i need to put time and effort and um yeah i just need to make sure that i'm actually trying um and i feel like i was just coasting i was just like i have a job to um to play and it is uh i don't know i don't want to say something that i have to do but in a way it is like yeah again a responsibility um and if i'm gonna have this responsibility i want to make sure that i'm doing it well so I took voice lessons, and then lo and behold, I feel like the voice teacher uh, that I used or that I, that I um, took lessons from was like, you have a great voice, and um, it's silly of you to think that you have a bad voice. And I was like, oh, like she's a professional. She doesn't know me. She doesn't even like me. It's just like she is saying that from her expertise. So I kind of trusted her a little more rather than like having friends and family say, yeah, you're a great singer. Um but with that, she also gave me like a few things to work on and like t- uh, tools and skills to to make sure that I can think of when I'm singing. And my confidence level just like skyrocketed. Um, and it felt really good. Like all summer, I think I took a total of four voice lessons and um, having those recorded and, and having the, the tools in the back of my, my head when I'm playing was so like empowering in a way. So jumping uh, from worship to a dance setting. Um, there was a couple of dance battles that I went to to go support uh, my buddy Hans and um, and uh, for myself, but there were a couple of uh, dance events, and when I would dance at any of these events, I would have this overwhelming f- uh, feeling of like, man, like, I'm out of it. Like, I'm not good anymore. And I think even in my, like, height, it's not like I was... I got out of prelims once in a battle and like if you're familiar with the dance battle world like it is impressive to get out especially in southern california to get out of prelims is like an achievement i think but like i would never ever ever come close to like winning a battle even at my best um so here uh and now i when i went to enter every time i entered or even like just dance and cyphers and stuff i felt so bad and i was like man like i'm really just old and like out of practice and like maybe i shouldn't be teaching and like i would have all these kind of like spiraling thoughts right and then i was like well i haven't been like doing this like when i was in college i probably like two to three times a month would go to a battle or simply as a spectator or participating. I was dancing like six hours a day. I would go to at least a session a week. Like I was always in the practice of like freestyle dancing, right? And now I focus more of my attention on teaching than I do at like improving my own craft. Um, So I was realizing like, man, I'm putting all this pressure on myself to like, um, deliver at a high level even though like I haven't been practicing at a high level and I was like hmm like I think I actually that phenomena I do a lot where I have 
this expectation to be like great, but you look at like what it takes to be great at certain things. And it's like, well, I clearly am not doing this thing. So like I started to tell myself, like, I don't have the right to complain about my performance if I am not also um, competing at a high level in my practice. Um, so I started uh, going to a little bit more battles, probably like twice a month, again, more consistent with like what I was doing uh, in college. Um, I started taking voice lessons. I um, was like running more, exercising more because I wanted to make sure that I was competing at a high level in boxing and like um, practicing guitar more and like actually thinking about like, wait a minute, how do I get better at guitar? Like what could I be doing to get better at guitar? Um, and in this process, like I was asked by somebody like, well, why do you think that, wh where do you think that you are like really confident in an area and you are like competing at a high level? And I was like, oh, teaching for sure. And they're like, why? And I was like, well, I think about it all the time and I like do it all the time. And they're like, well, there it is. Um, and I feel like maybe it sounds so simple to think like, oh, I, if you are practicing something, uh, or if you're not practicing something, you don't have a right to like complain about your performance. But I feel like people like people do that all the time. People, um, and not even just me, like there is an expectation to like receive reward when there is no like discipline and plan. Even not even necessarily like the hard work. Sometimes we get convinced and like tell tell ourselves like, oh, you just have to work hard. You have to work harder. But sometimes like you're not even working the right way, and like your your game plan has to be adjusted. Um, so I think that like what I have come to learn for myself is like being critical of my position and my um, performance is like literally a waste of time. And I think like of all the time that I wasted of like telling myself, uh, putting pressure on myself to like be an incredible battle dancer at this day and age and like at my position in my career, like if I had just like worked instead of like worried and thought about it, then I probably would be where I want to be. Right. So I don't know. I think this summer was uh, like I learned a lot and I feel like this podcast is all about like t um, education and uh, yeah, lessons and teaching and hip hop and all that stuff. So um, I was just very self-reflected of the power in silencing your expectations or I don't not expectations because I want to have high expectations of myself but it's silencing the um uh the failure of expectations I guess it's like if you're not there okay what do you need to do to get there and how are you going to do it but if you are not there and you just sit around and pout and like wow I'm not there it's like I was so wasteful to like be in that that state of mind like when I was thinking after the voice lessons, I was like, man, like after two voice lessons, my confidence would like double. Then I have so much more fun and I feel like I'm singing better um, at church. And it's like, maybe I should have just done this immediately, like the first time that I, th I felt this way rather than like mentally being in my head about it for a year and even like voicing to um, the rest of my worship team. My worship leader and I have a great relationship where we always, she always teases me about how I'm like down on myself. And I'm like, yeah, like I sh I'm like verbally wasting time where I could be like putting in the work if I really wanted to get there. So um, yeah, definitely wanted to share that and then explain um, a little bit about why I've been absent. Um, and then I want to explain about why I'm back. I really have... Um, 
uh, I say all the time, I don't want this to be a journal. I don't want this to be a place where I just like come and share my thoughts. Cause like there's more interesting things to <laughs> listen to. Um, and I wanted this to be, uh, uh, intentional and I think a really, really fun and, um, I don't want to say easy, but like for my schedule and like what I'm going through right now with my um, work and everything, I think this would be easy and like manageable for me to deliver on a consistent basis rather than like having the pressure of getting guests and whatnot. Um, I love this book, uh, The Rap Year Book. It's like uh, a book that I use in my class for once uh, one of the semesters in COVID. I like actually used it as like a curriculum map in a way where I had students like listen to the songs and then respond to them and like we did presentations on on these songs um and essentially uh the book well the title says rap your book the most um, important rap song from every year since 1979 discussed debated and deconstructed it's a book by a guy named shay serrano um and it's really really good i feel like it's the perfect like um if you don't know a lot about uh hip-hop as a culture or like hip-hop music it's the perfect like table read where you can i mean each chapter which is each year is like maximum like five pages if that um and it's written in a way that i i personally uh gel with gel well with where like it's it sounds like somebody's talking rather than like it's a dissertation on like these songs so it's very like um approachable if you ask me um and my first of all shay serrano don't sue me because i think everybody should go buy this book shay serrano wrap your book it's on amazon for like i don't know i think i bought it for like 12 dollars some really cheap like that um my problem with it which isn't a problem is it only goes up to 2014 right um and the last song the uh, last chapter of the book is lifestyle by rich gang featuring young thug young thug rich homie kwan in 2014 and explains why lifestyle was a um influential song in 2014 um I don't like that it ends at 2014 because I realize now and I'm going through this whole separate thing of like, oh, I'm no longer a young guy. I think that I am not old and I can't say that I'm old, but I'm definitely not like a baby anymore, like 28 years old. And I was like, I remember when Lifestyle by <laughs> Rich Gang came out. Um, I was in uh, college. Like it wasn't even like when I was a kid. It was like recent for me, at least. That's how it feels. But that was like 10, almost 10 years ago. Um, so I want to have an expansion pack, if you will, for the, the rap year book. I would love to do, I want to do this thing where um, every couple of weeks I want to do essentially my like verbal chapter on each book each uh year that i think is uh the most influential song um of the year so um the next podcast will be 2015 and uh i'm kind of gonna walk through it in the same way that Shay serrano does but just kind of giving uh my piece so every um Every chapter, I think it's organized really, really well. Every chapter starts out with a, what the song is about, why it's important, and then it gives a rundown of like what the song was, explaining how the song was written. It explains even like there's, um, uh, I think he calls it like an icon map or whatever, but it, it kind of talks about like um, the specific lyrics and like why they stand out so much of each song. And I feel like that'd be really fun to do for some of the songs that I feel like in the past um, 10 years have come out. And then also there's a rebuttal section. So um, especially I think that in the last 10 years, since 
hip hop has like exponentially grown more and more influential in like pop culture, there's probably more than one song. Um, so he does like a whole chapter on uh, like five pages on one song. And then he has a little paragraph at the bottom for a rebuttal of saying like, okay, if you don't pick this song, then this is the second uh, runner up. And this is, he has like somebody else say um, why they believe that. Um, but I kind of want to do a rebuttal too, that if you're not going to say, this song x song is uh the best song of 2015 then we're gonna go with y song um and uh yeah it's gonna be fun for me and that's i I think the the cool thing um about this podcast is it's just it's just fun for me to like talk about stuff that i love and i think especially um i i refer to this book so much in uh my classes and sometimes i like pick it up and reread it and i have a specific playlist for like the all the songs on on uh, my computer, so like or my phone. So I like will go on long car rides and like run through every year of hip hop and like literally take a walk through history. So the idea of like being able to talk about how history has continued the past ten years um, sounds really exciting for me. So uh, that is my plan. That's what I want to do. I hope uh, you like it. The next one will. Um, my goal is to make sure that it comes out by this next Wednesday and then have it on like a two week basis. So, uh, yeah, we can go through the past 10 years together of the rap yearbook, if you will. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Um, if you're a regular listener, I'm sorry I was gone. If you're a new listener, what's up? Uh, welcome to the Miseducation of Community podcast. Grateful to have you here. Um, and that's all I got. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.